Welcome to The Immigrant's Way with immigration attorney Margaret W. Wong. She came to America in 1969 and worked in various jobs while pursuing her education. After graduating from law school and being fired three or four times, she started her own law firm in 1977 with one desk and no secretary. In 40 years, she has built her immigration law practice into one of the largest in the United States. This podcast is her opportunity to help you achieve your American dream. She will be breaking down complex immigration law topics week by week. Follow her on social media at Margaret W. Wong and Associates for tips, news, and inspirational immigrant stories. Enjoy. Hey, this is Margaret Wong, the immigration lawyer, and today's topic is public charge. I want to talk about public charge because February 24th is the day the new public charge law came into effect. And I actually wrote some information down because I don't want just to talk about it and waste your time. So what does the new public charge rule mean for you? On February 22nd, 2020, the USCIS confirmed that it will implement the new inadmissibility on public charge grounds and uh, becoming effective uh, and a final rule on Monday, February 24th, 2020. The new public charge rule will apply only, only, only to applications and petitions earmarked or submitted electronically to USCIS on or after February 24th of 2020. The second question, who will be covered about and what is public charge? The public charge ground for inadmissibility applies green card applicants in America and green card applicants from overseas. It also applies to non-immigrant visa holders who wish to extend and change status. So non-immigrant visas holders are like H-1Bs, tourist visas, so those are NIVs, all right? Public charge grounds of inadmissibility does not apply to U.S. citizen, does not apply to green card holder who is seeking admission to the United States. If they're more than six months and have criminal records, that's the exception. But in general, citizens, green card holders, it does not apply. Also, it does not apply to refugees, asylees, What's the difference between refugee and asylee? A refugee applies for a refugee status from overseas, like the special interpreters from the Middle Eastern. Asylees apply for asylum status, the 589 in America. Special immigrant juvenile, that's the award of court cases, the 360 cases. And TPS people, it does not apply. U visa and U visa victim of crime people doesn't apply. The T visa and also most people under Wawa. At first, I thought that S visa people applies, but it turned out S people is exempt, but now it's pretty much confirmed S visa is not exempt. That means it applies. So for example, I helped the government pick up a, a drug gang those people are subject to public charge, all right? The next question, how is the new public charge law different from the old public charge law? Remember in my prior broadcast, I talked about this law has always been in the books since the 1990s, but it just was never enforced. So prior to February 22nd of 2020, the public charge law only applies to people who are likely to become a public charge or someone who is primarily dependent on the government. 
because they receive public cash assistance and institutional for long-term care paid by the government. Also, the new public charge rule only applies for four types of cash program and specific programs. So, for example, SSI, um, TANF, Temporary Assistance for Needy Families, the, the State General Assistance Program, and programs including Medicaid, Long-Term Institution for Healthcare. All right. So, and all these information is listed on the USCIS.gov. So you have not to clear. I also am sending out an email from my email to all my subscribers. We have more than about maybe 10,000 or 20,000 subscribers, and I'll be sending it. So if you want to hear or uh, see it in writing, you can always uh, email my office and I'll, I'll email you what I'm writing. The new public charge rule expands it instead of up and included saying that it's federally funded non-emergency Medicaid. So if it's emergency, it does not include, all right? If it's state, it does not include the SSI, the TANF, any other federal, state, or cash benefits. So if it's a state benefit, it's not cash, it's not included, all right? And also federal nutrition, um, the SNAP program, and the food stamps, and also federally funded housing, like for example, Section 8. What public charge uh, are not considered under new public charge rule? Answer, public benefits that are not considered under the new public charge rule, but are not limited to emergency medical assistance, including emergency Medicaid. So for example, as I said earlier, I had an emergency epicitis, Medicaid pay for it, that's not included. The Children's Health Insurance Program, the special supplement, the WIC, Medicaid for children under 21, Medicaid for pregnant women and 60 days after giving birth, the state-funded Medicaid. Remember, I just earlier said about state. State-funded Medicaid is not included unless you get cash benefit. That is included. And then the Medicare Part D low-income subsidy, the subsidized health insurance under the Affordable Act, the Obama Act, and the school lunch breakfast, all right? So I'm taking school lunch breakfast when I'm going to high school, and now I'm applying for green card is not included. So is the new public charge rule retroactive? Answer, no. The new public charge rule only applies to anything you file after February 24th. If I have not used any of the listed public benefits under the new public charge rule, am I guaranteed not to be a public charge? Nothing, nothing is guaranteed, all right? So the answer is not necessarily. They also look at totality of circumstances. They look at your age, your health, your family status, your um, income resources, your education and skills, and public uh, benefits and health issues. What kind of health issues do you have? A kidney transplant is a very, very different health issue as just having migraine headaches. Question, I have my sponsors, I have a David of support, that's at 864, and my joint sponsor, um, do I need to worry about the new public charge rule? The answer is yes. Under the new public charge rule, the 864 is just one of the multiple factors. You should worry about it. Next question, I don't receive any public charge, but my U.S. citizen or U.S. green card holder, family, um, or children do. Do I need to worry? The answer is yes. Yes. 
All right. So um, next question: How exactly is the green card process or immigrant process different under new public charge? You have to file the nine four four the affidavit, and the form is already on the computer, and there are tons of explanation with it. If not, you know, call my office or call your own immigration lawyer. They'll explain. The only thing that you have to add is nine four four. Now, what is nine four five? The public charge bond. If the immigration decides that you are likely to become a public charge, you may offer to pay a bond. However, immigration has the discretion to decide whether or not they'll take your bond. So for now, I won't worry too much about it unless we're desperate and they accept it. The minimum amount of the federal charge bond is eighty one hundred, which would be adjudicated for inflation. I won't worry too much about bond. I won't even offer because you may not even need to pay. Of course, you offer, and the government wants to take it. They'll take it. I won't offer for now. That's the, what we call the nine four five. I hope I answer your question. Again, my name is Margaret Wong. I'm a practicing immigration lawyer. I've been doing these kind of immigration work since I went to law school in 1973. I've been doing this for a long, long time, and I'm admitted to practice in New York. We have eight or nine offices. In Chicago, in Cleveland. Cleveland actually is our main headquarters, so that's where I live, that's where I work, that's where I raise my family. Good luck, good health, and be happy and have grace and be gratified. Because I, every day, I thank God that I'm in America and I became a citizen. If I could, you could also. Love you all. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Immigrant's Way. We hope it was helpful. Get in touch on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or our website, imwong.com, and let us know if we can help you with your immigration needs. Until next time.